Welcome to season two of the Revenue Marketing Report powered by Caliber Mind. Our goal on the RMR is to help marketers move from subject matter experts to strategic business partners. I'm your host, Kamala Thompson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce Lori Christensen. Lori, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Kamala, for having me today. My name is Lori Christensen, and I am the Vice President of Marketing for MODIS. I'm located in southeastern Wisconsin. However, MODIS is a work anywhere company. We have about 457 team members spread out across the U.S. MODIS is known for vehicle reimbursement solution. However, we really manage employees' assets in this BYO or bring your own insert asset world. So whether you drive for work and you're driving your own vehicle of choice, or you need to stay connected using your device while you're working in your home office, we really support companies in various areas to ensure that their team members are being reimbursed fairly and accurately for the assets that they use to perform their jobs. I would say simply put, Modus is the innovative software platform to simplify reimbursements um, for your mileage, devices, and remote work. I've been in marketing for about 25 years and have been with Modus for just over five. Prior to joining this team, I worked for a global identification solutions company. And prior to that, I was with a global staffing firm. I currently have a small but mighty team of 12 marketers that I get the joy um, of working with day in and day out. We're going to talk today about introducing a mentorship mentality to your management skill. But before we jump into that, let's touch a little bit on the remote work from anywhere thing that you said, because it was so exciting. I think it's such a advantage for a company when hiring. It broadens your talent pool. And I have heard so many people say they're never going back to office 100% of the time or even most of the time. How do you feel about that as a kind of uh, competitive edge when it comes to hiring? (laughs) Well, when you think about the kind of what research shows us today of why people are leaving companies, right? And they are leaving not because they're looking for the better opportunity or more money. They're they're leaving because they want that flexibility, right? And, you know, I know we'll talk today, you know, about kind of going back and, but I think that ultimately, Modus was already a work anywhere company pre-COVID. We were allowed to work from home or work from anywhere. COVID just kind of accelerated it of like, this is how we're going to be. We're going to get rid of our offices. And I think that people want that, right? Now they've gotten, you know, if you were working from home in 2020 and you didn't have to commute and do those things, I think that people are like, this is kind of nice. You know, this is kind of nice that I can, you know, we we say find your own balance. So it's no longer about work-life balance. It's really what your balance is because what your balance is and what my balance is of trying to figure is could be different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's all about finding your own balance and working from anywhere allows you to do that. Yes. Yeah. And as somebody who spends six months on the road in an RV traveling the country and absolutely loves it, it's it's amazing to have that flexibility. But it could the benefits range from I can throw a load of laundry in right now to I can help take care of my family member who needs extra support right now. So it's just it's amazing. I love it. So mentorship. Let's maybe talk about a men- what a mentorship lean to your management style means. Well, I find myself, I'm definitely a personable person, I guess. So I can say that 10 times fast, but you know, <laughs> I, I really like to connect with my team. 
So I think being a leader and a manager is so much more than let's check in and let's check things off the task task list and let's just close it down and go back and, and do it all again. I think that you really have to find that balance. I mean, it's important. That's why we're all here. We have to work. But I think that you know, mentorship is a much more casual relationship and management is much more formal. And I think from my viewpoint as a manager, you have to find the blend of those two to be truly effective. Yeah, I I love that. And as somebody who tends to jump straight to the tactical and want to get to business, I've had to learn that it's not the best for creating relationships and relationships are how you get things done in a business. People have to find commonalities and align to agree to even work on something together. So let's see. So when we were first talking, we were talking about COVID because it's all around us right now. And you mentioned it's kind of given you a crash course in psychology. Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, Yeah. Well, while COVID has sent us back, you know, to work in our home offices, or again, as Modus likes to say, you can really work from anywhere. Things got tricky, right? In March of 2020, and the months that followed, we were all in different places, right? And there was a lot of anxiety. There was so much unknown, a lot of stress, you know, people were scared. Those of us that are parents um, were freaking out. How are we supposed to teach our kids and give 100% at work? There's not enough hours in the day. Um, there was just a lot going on. And what came with that was feelings of being severely overwhelmed. And so you could have team members as well that lived alone. So that feeling of isolation, people that lived with roommates in a very small space, trying to figure out how both of them were going to work. I think that it my comment around, you know, a crash course in psychology was like my my one-on-ones with my team could no longer just be checking in on that task list. I had to be like consciously ask, you know, like, how are you? And give them that freedom to be able to to connect in that way. Even if you get the answer of, I'm fine. Like, you know, well, what's been going on? What are you doing to keep yourself busy? Have you gotten up from your desk? Do you need to take just a personal day. And it was so hard that te- myself included, right? It was like, well, where am I going to go? Like, I don't need to take take time off. What am I going to do? It's like, just not sit here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, go do something else. And I think that you really had to stop and listen and make sure that, the t- and explain that maybe you were, you know, like I did it, I'm also struggling, you know, and opening mm-hmm. myself up to kind of have that two-way street. And I think that, by being real and saying that, you know, that I was struggling as well, or do you really, you know, let's talk about it, really helped connect with them on that human level. You remember the days of, you know, whether dogs are barking, babies are crying, whatever was happening while we were on a call pre-COVID, right? And we all kind of sat there, you know, like, oh my God, can't people just, you know, like together their dogs away? I feel like we've been much more forgiving, you know, during COVID to be able to to, it's okay. It's okay that we're all human and that happens. I mean, my kids were famous for walking in that door, coming in, and the little did they know that everybody could see them walking in, even though they weren't, you know, they were paying attention to me. And they would stand on the side holding a note. Can I do something as I'm talking like this and then like trying to figure out like what's going on? People thought it was great, right? And they got to know they got to know me, you know, as a mom, or got to know my kids. So I just feel like we were 
we were able to connect in, in a way that we wouldn't be able to connect if we were in an office every day. So I think some managers still probably steer clear of maybe connecting with them, their team on that level because it does get slightly uncomfortable. And sometimes you're like, I'm your work manager. I'm not your bestie. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to know all of the ins and outs. But I think that, again, there's that balance of, you know, finding that, that question to make sure you're checking in on someone's mental well-being. Because if they're struggling mentally because of the isolation or just because of the anxiety that they have at home, they're going to not work as well or not perform as well at work. And so I think if you can talk about those things, you know, your output altogether is better. Well, and it was so interesting. I was talking to a guest recently about how they use that opportunity to figure out how to give gifts to keep people motivated. Like, let's have somebody come clean your house or let's order them dinner because they're having a really hard time. And that is just such a nice small way to connect in a meaningful way and goes a long way in um, inspiring loyalty. Yeah, we've done some really great things. I mean, whether it's been company-wide of just different virtual events and, you know, we'd all get a box, whether it was like, here's all of these flowers and we're going to do flower arrangement or here's beer tasting or wine tasting or, you know, whatever it is, right? But we also, you know, instituted like a, if someone is sick, like they, we send them like this soup care package, right? So we've found different ways to connect with people. Again, in this place where, you know, some people we haven't seen in two years because we are remote. So the great resignation is a thing. I think 4.5 million people, the number keeps going up, quit in November. And at the very beginning of this talk, we touched on one of the points why they're, they're quitting. But what are your insights on why people are are leaving their jobs? Well, as we talked about earlier, I think that research shows us that people aren't leaving, right, for more money or necessarily that better opportunity. They're leaving because they want to feel valued by their manager. They want to feel valued by their company, really having those connections. They want flexibility in their work schedules. I think they want caring and trusting teammates, right? They want to enjoy what they're doing. You know, I think you know, the cliche saying is life is short, you know, like we all know, it's like, if you get up every day, and you don't, you know, you're not excited to go to work, you probably should find a new job type thing, you know, and I think that, you know, while money, you know, play in title and things play into that, it's really like, do I enjoy the people that I'm surrounded with, and that I'm working with every day, you know, having that sense of belonging and feeling connected with those people, I think is really what, why people are leaving, you know, their jobs and, because they're like, I don't necessarily have that today. And I'm seeing all of these other people might be posting about, I love where I work. And, you know, um, my team's so great. And my company is fantastic. And this is what they do. I think that I think people are, are finding that there is something like that out there, you know, versus I know, for me, it was like, it's pretty in my past, it was like, this job's pretty great. It's good, you know, and like, can't possibly be any different anywhere else. And then you go get that next job. And you're like, what? This is the way that it, you know, like, I was missing out on all of these things, right. And so I think that just the the resignation is just people not settling, right. And in trying to figure out, like, it's not all about the money. I think our modus, we used to talk about money needs to be should be in your top five, but not in your top three. And these other things, you know, of having those connections and feeling valued should be what you're looking for. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes the money piece plays into feeling valued because if you hear you're being paid like half of the the market rate, there's just no way you're going to. Yes. So I like that you acknowledge that this great resignation. I think it hit a lot of people by surprise. I was not surprised. And I think that's because we know that if somebody faces a large life-changing event and COVID definitely qualifies, they reevaluate everything to see if it aligns with their values. Have you seen that like before COVID, um, that kind of pattern? Yeah, I would say that the pattern of whether you're able to work remote um, or you have unlimited PTO or, you know, like companies, you know, whether they're a startup or, you know, kind of, you know, through that cycle, there's that sense of, I used to be able to work remote, now I'm going to work somewhere else. Or, you know, you ask those questions during an interview process and they're like, no, we prefer you to be in the office, you know, nine to five, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Even pre-COVID, I think people were learning that there were other things out there. And the notion of, you know, I mean, unlimited PTO can, you know, be a curse and a blessing all at the same time. But I think yeah. that, you know, people people look at it as, you know, definite benefit, right? And I think that the pre-COVID people were, you know, whether, and I hate using millennium talk, I think it's just anybody, anybody was, you know, they were feeling like there, there is more to, again, that work-life balance, there's more to it. So I I don't know, I think that, you know, COVID just accelerated, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that people were already kind of tiptoeing around in their head of like, you know, this is, I would like to work for a place like this. And COVID kind of forced most companies into it, whether they liked it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that nine to five, you must be in the office. There's so many red flags there. Like when you're not trusting your employees to get their work done. Yep. That's like the the first thing too. It kind of sends a message that you want them to prioritize the company and their job in front of everything else. And I don't, think as humans, that's really realistic. I think people are finally starting to get that. But uh, like you said, not all of us have the same values. So when we see somebody in leadership working until 11pm every night, and then wanting everybody to be in the office, that's not really realistic. (laughs) And and that's a great point. I think that, you know, it's even during COVID, but pre COVID, you know, like, as a leader, making sure that you're leading by example, right? Mm -hmm. That you are taking time off and that you're not sending emails after hours and on the weekends because, you you know, like people will start to feel like, well, Lori was, you know, on vacation with her family, but she was connected all the time. So if I go on vacation, I must have to be connected all the time. And so, and we have, it's, it's easy to be connected all the time, but as a leader, you have to be able to trust. And it's not a nine to five day, you know, maybe some people, you know, you take a few hours off during the day for whatever reason, and you're going to log back on at night. And, you know, that's okay. But if people feel that that their managers or their leaders are connected 24 seven, then they feel like they have to be connected 24 seven. And that's not healthy. Hi, I'm Kamala Thompson, Director of Growth at Caliber Mind. A lot of times we talk to prospects and they're excited about modernizing their marketing analytics, but they're worried about the data underneath. And that's a valid concern. That's why we came up with our Back to Basics Bootcamp to help you address all of the issues that stand in the way of you and insights that actually make sense. 
We'll meet each month to review a best practice. In addition to that, you'll walk away with handouts that go through how to implement each piece and a Slack channel where you can ask experts on demand about your organization, your processes, your systems. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's free and product agnostic, and we really suggest that you take us up on it. The program starts on February 8th, 2022, and space is limited, so register today at calibermind.com. Oh, again, an excellent point. It's how people handle their mistakes, how they handle their communication, everything just rolls down. I'm seeing this shift when I first entered the workforce. You really weren't supposed to show any emotions. Uh, I was always coached on how I should be communicating. If I stated an opinion very boldly, I was pulled aside later and told to kind of like cushion that a little bit more. It just drove me nuts. Yeah. So I think I'm starting to see this little shift acknowledging that people can't be on point all the time and sometimes things are going to be messy. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think, you know, I've experienced that in my career as well. And while I, some of it, I feel like is very female driven, right? Don't <laughs> do too much emotion. Mm -hmm. um, I am definitely animated if, you know, and passionate. I, I like to use the word passionate versus emotional. Yes. Yeah, me too. I think, <laughs> I think that either I get real excited about something or if I'm irritated by something, I'm going to let you know as well. And over the years, it has always been that same kind of that same advice of, this is how you could have handled that better, you know, yeah. and it's like, but this is me. Like, I'm not a different person when I walk into that room or, you know, sitting behind the computer, you know, this is what you see is what you get, you know? And yeah. so if, you know, sorry that you don't like it, you know, but somebody out there will, you know, and I feel, I truly feel like through my career my passion for, you know, what I do and how I operate is really gotten me to where I am today, just because I haven't tried to fit in that box of, don't show emotion. It's not like I'm crying, you know, like they're, you know, like you're having all of these tears, but you well, know, that's there are, okay. There are yeah, times when you <laughs> I was going to say, there are times where it's like, whether you, the frustration gets to you where you just need to have that moment. And that has happened in my career. And I still think that that's okay. You know, like that's the way that we, that people show and share that versus going and hiding in a room and then not showing that and then coming back out, going back to your teens. As I get older and I have younger people on my team, I think it's important for them to be able to see that it's okay, that you're not perfect all the time. And it's okay to show that emotion. At the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that it's important to acknowledge your teammates are human and connect with them on a more human level within reason. Just in case somebody out there needs to know what the boundaries are, can we give examples of good things to share, things that we maybe hold back on? That's interesting. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think that as a manager and even as a person, if someone asks me, maybe I'll use it that way. If, if my manager would be like, hey, you seem a bit off today. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You're not going to just puke it all out, you know, yeah. of whatever's going on in your life. But, you know, I think that being somewhat open, you don't have to give all the dirty details. Like you are sitting in a psychologist's office, you know, right. and be like, here's my session for today. But I think it is important to be like, I just have some personal things going on in my life, you know? Um, and, and from a manager standpoint to, to not, to make sure, and it's a fine line to make sure that, 
you know, you're not pushing, right. You're not mm-hmm. being too, you know, like all up in the business, you know, like, well, tell me more, you know, but at the same time too, knowing that you're there to support them. And I think that it's, it is that fine line of being open and honest and forthright with what's going on in your life, but also, you know, not treating your manager or your employee one way or the other, that they're your hour session for the week of, yeah, you know, let me, let me just get this off my chest. You know, I can honestly say that even with my team, it goes both ways. My team does a really great job of managing up, but they are definitely the same way that I ask them, how, how, how are things going with them? They, they do that with me, right? And so it's a back and forth thing. And we've created kind of that safe environment. But at the same time, too, you're not, not getting into any nitty gritty details, you know, in some instances, you might yeah, like, find that balance. Yeah, like the loss of a family member or somebody right. who's ill, that totally makes sense. But think of it like, if you're standing in a grocery store line, and I think, well, I've had this happen many times, and the person next to you just turns to you and starts talking about their entire life story and problems, and you're just like, I don't know you, and I feel like you just emotionally barfed on me. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. It's Correct. okay to say you're having a rough day. It's okay to like baldly state what's going on, but maybe not maybe not emotionally spewing on the person. Yes. I agree. I think that um, it was recently someone had said that too, you know, and you go to a party and, you know, you're just like, Hey, how's it going? And then the person just like unloads and it was like, Oh, you know, you do the Seinfeld, like tippy toe, you're tapping your head, you know, like somebody, (laughs) you know, come, come and help me. Um, So yeah, you definitely don't want to be that person, you know? And I think that between your, you know, your team member and, you know, the manager, I, I honestly think that naturally you'll figure out that right balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I've advocated for therapy many, many, many times. And I will continue to do that because I think it's absolutely essential, but it's great because they are there to be emotionally spewed upon and carry that burden for you. And I love how you said it's important for managers or the people you're managing not to have to turn into that therapist role, but to share enough that you know, you're acknowledging you're human, you have limitations, this is a hard week, you're going to have to push some deadlines, maybe I think that's all reasonable. Yeah, no, I think that it's definitely reasonable. And I think that it's the recommendation of therapy. It's the same thing of saying, do you need to just take some time, you know, do yeah. you need to take some time off, you know, let's figure that out. Is it this week? Do you need, you know, do you need longer than that to kind of get things in order to get your head right? You know, like giving people that safe space, you know, versus the, I don't want to lose my job or, you know, I need to be here, but they're not here a hundred percent. I think mm-hmm. by recognizing and, you know, especially in this environment of like, it's okay. You can just take some take a few days, take a week. What, what is it that you need to be able to get things right? I think is all important from a manager perspective. Yeah, I think that's so smart. I think we've all recognized for a long time that our health is on a spectrum and we're going to vary where we are on that spectrum. Mental health is exactly the same. So we're going we're gonna to have variations. That's okay. And it's important to prioritize yourself and get your head in the right spot. So not, I've been at companies with the unlimited PTO great in concept, but it depends on the company culture. If the company and your boss are communicating to you that, no, you should really be here all the time. And if you do take that time, we're going to look at you funny. It's not good. People need to be rested. And I think 
they're just more with it if if you give them a break. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said earlier, PTO is a curse and a blessing in some ways, right? You know, mm-hmm. in the days when it was like, here's your two weeks of paid vacation. And if you don't use it, you lose it, you know, so mm-hmm. then you're, you're like, I'm taking, you know, whether I take three days, three days, three days, you know, or I'm going to go on a week's vacation or a two weeks vacation, you're allowed to, when you have unlimited PTO, you know, in concept, everybody's like, oh, that's amazing. But then <laughs> you, just, you know, then you're just not, sometimes you're just, you know, you're not forced to use it. You're not, you know, there's no concept of losing it. And when you're, you know, for us, when you're a work anywhere company, right? Like now, I mean, with COVID, it gets a little dicey, but we've had people that have, you know, found opportunities to go and, you know, stay elsewhere, right? So they're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not vacationing, but they're going to a new location and they're working remotely from there, but you're still not taking that time away, you know, because you're like, oh, well, I, I can work whenever I want, wherever I want. And so then you're not really taking that time off. And I know for me in 2020 early with having a kid's home and we typically go away for like spring break and we do things that we, I was said, I am taking, you know, tomorrow and the next day off. And, and that was in early on. And so like created like a water park, you know, in the house for the kids. We went on like a scavenger hunt and drove around, you know, and it was like, in your mind in the beginning, you know, work-wise, you're like, you know, I could really, there's so many things that I could be getting done, but it was so good for the soul. Like, oh, you yeah. have to force yourself to do it. And it's, it doesn't come natural when it's, you're not going to Florida on vacation, you're driving around 15 minutes from your house. It's like, part of it is silly. You feel silly, but once you get into it and you're like, this is what it's all about. And it's so good, you know, for me that, you know, you just have to continue to reinforce that with your team members with your peers you know friends everybody like take some time you know whatever it is even if you want to sit on the couch and watch tv y'all you know cool do it yep (laughs) i had the same conversation with a friend of mine i could tell she's getting burned out she's super stressed out she's like but i want to save my vacation for when i can go somewhere and i'm like honey we don't know when that's going to be just do it yes you know (laughs) last week I was actually at I'm on the school board I didn't talk about that in my opening but I'm on my local school board and last week was the Wisconsin Educators Convention and so you know they had some really great keynotes and one of them um, her name was Karen Buxman she's a neurohumorist which I had to look that up because I was like okay I understand what the two words mean but I didn't know that it was actually a thing So she focuses on the brain and she focuses on humor, right? And Mm -hmm. um, she really, you know, like set in, you have to find the humor in your, in every day, you know? So she was talking about like, watch a video of, you know, a funny baby video or a, a dog video or something, right? Just, you know, if you can't get away from this spot, take 30 seconds out and watch a video to get a good chuckle and share it with somebody. Right. And Mm -hmm. the more that I thought about that, I was like stressing the time to just, you know, stressing the fact to take time out to laugh. What's more human than sharing a giggle with somebody, right? Something ridiculous. And I think that we're seeing more and more of people sharing, you know, in the business world, right. We see it on LinkedIn now, the LinkedIn shift right? People are being extremely real on LinkedIn and the lines of social kind of have blurred a little bit where people are being more human, like I'm a working man and I'm struggling and, you know, or sharing the, 
the messiness, you know, of like, mm-hmm. this is my life. It just really, you know, gives that sense of community. But I tell you that the whole, we all love to like laugh till we cry. Right. And I oh, think yeah. that there's not, it feels like you have to find and seek some of those opportunities, you know, versus it's not just happening around us when we're sitting in our, in our home office by ourselves mm-hmm. and share that with other people. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, a funny video, a ridiculous TikTok, whatever it is that, you you know, sharing that with even coworkers that we've started to do, you know, to do that, where it's like, God, no idea how much I needed, you know, that mm-hmm. giggle today. Oh, and yeah. So, even though you're not in the office sitting next to each other, like, oh my God, did you see this? Sending it and having that interaction, I think is super important. So. Yeah. I think so much of happiness is finding ways to reset the inner monologue that you have going on. I know I'm not the only one that has uh, negative self-talk happening. So judgments and distracting yourself, giving people compliments, sharing funny videos, like all of these things are just a way that you can shake things up. And I love that how your coworker said, well, I really needed that. We all do. (laughs) Right. Right. I didn't know, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, assuming like I knew I needed it. So I'm going to share it out there because I feel like it was funny and it definitely, you know, gives you a second to just to stop in your mundane day to day, whatever's going on and be like, yeah, that was pretty funny. And then, I don't know. I think, I think that, you know, we're in this time of I know people are out there still saying like I can't wait till we get back to normal and I, what is that you know and I right. don't know if I definitely want to go back to all the things that were pre-COVID because as we talked about today there was some there was some good there has been some good things that have come out of you know out of this you know and so some those silver linings that have kind of brought whether I think they would have probably come sooner or later but mm-hmm. COVID made them made them come sooner mm-hmm. I think that the idea of going back to normal we we've evolved right and just as we've told the story here and used it in content around like how the internet changed the way that we worked or how iphones changed the way that we worked. covid is that thing that changed the way that we worked you know and i don't think you know just like we're not going back to using a landline phone, right? We're never going to get rid of our, our cell phones. You know, we're never going to not have the internet, you know, it's, we're never going to be able to just wash away COVID and remote work. And it just accelerated and it's all part of our, the way that we've evolved. And I don't think that we don't need to revert and go back. Yeah. And for those of you clinging and hoping for the day to go back, you're going to lose some employees. Like we really need to sit and balance out is it something I can adapt to and figure out how to change my management style to, to suit it? Or am I comfortable leaving, losing all of those folks? So, yeah. I mean, last week when I had to drive into the city for the convention for work, granted traffic isn't bad. Like it was, you know, pre COVID, but at the same time too, like the first day it's like, Oh God, it's been a long time since I've, you know, had to commute 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on day three, it was like, like I don't miss this. <laughs> don't miss it at all, you know. And I think that regardless of where you're working, you know, remote working. I mean, I work from the pickup line, you know, every day picking up my kids, you know. And it's great to be able to have that flexibility. And I think that as we continue to evolve and continue to move forward, that's what people are going to want. Yeah, agreed. Lori, thank you so much for being a guest. Where can people find you online to network? 
Uh, LinkedIn, Lori Christensen. I am definitely, you know, try to be a, you know, an active member there in, again, sharing my experiences and what I'm going through um, as well. So I'd be happy to connect. Wonderful. So those of you listening, if you enjoy the podcast or enjoy the video, please subscribe, rate, share with friends and get in touch with us at hello at calibermind.com for guest ideas and topic ideas. Thank you for listening. And for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.